0: This episode of this podcast is making me thirsty is brought to you by the reggae lounge. Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty. The number one destination for Seinfeld fans do us a solid check out our YouTube channel. This podcast is making me thirsty. Subscribe rate and review us on iTunes. If you dig it, please pass it on. Check out our website, Seinfeldpodcast.com. Email us at This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at This Thirsty. Follow us on Instagram at This Thirsty. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. This podcast is making me thirsty. Welcome to This Podcast is Making Me Thirsty, the number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This episode 125. Today's guest has performed in over 50 TV shows and films, including Days of Our Lives, Star Trek Next Generation, Star Trek Voyager, Quantum Leap, Murder in the First. And of course, she played Audrey in the season three episode of Seinfeld, The Nose Job. Please welcome Susan Duhl. Susan, thanks for joining.
1: Oh, You're so welcome. I'm very happy to be here.
2: So, Susan, I can't believe it. It's been 31 years since The Nose Job aired on NBC on Wednesday night. So take us back. How did the role of Audrey come about? Was there was there an audition process? Just a little curious how you you got that role that that you you performed yeah. so great. In.
1: There was an audition process, um, and oddly enough, I had auditioned for the pilot for the role of Elaine.
2: Oh wow! wow. All right, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: The, you know, uh, Jerry Seinfeld was in the room, and um, and he was reading with the actors. I had. I didn't know who he was, um, but you know, now, now, you know, you see the cast and it's like, it, I don't see how any, it could have been played by anybody else, but Julie Louis Dreyfus cause she's so fantastic. Um, yeah. So I, you know, it was a pilot. So it was a, you know, you go on these pilot auditions, sometimes they turn into series, sometimes they don't. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he was in the room and, uh, but I didn't get the part, <laughs> but then I guess they, They thought, oh, maybe she might be good for this part later on. And so then they brought me in um, later on for Audrey. Did you
0: have to audition the second time or they just gave it to you because they remembered you?
1: Had to audition, you know, because it was a different character. And um, uh, yeah, so that's how they did it.
0: Um, Did they have the the... It was a prosthetic nose where where we uh we've gathered, right, obviously. So did they have that? They didn't have that during the audition though, right? They just kind of
1: No, not at all. Through yeah. It, yeah. No, and not even, you know, during any rehearsals or anything. So it was it was an interesting process because the day of shooting, they of course, you know, we had to do dress rehearsal and so they did the nose job. They did they they <laughs> created the nose and so I had to wear it. And it was funny because um there were some people who, not only the cast, the cast was awesome, but there were some people who just like I'd had conversations with at craft service or something. And then I was like, Oh, Hey. And they just looked at me like, Oh, hi. <laughs> so all of a sudden you, you felt like, you know, well, I, I, I don't know if you guys know who Jimmy Durante was, but he was this, he had this, I felt like, you know, a female Jimmy Durante and people are just like, Oh, Poor thing, she's just kind of homely, you know, with that big schnoz on her, and it's just—it was just kind of <laughs> illuminating to see. Oh wow, some people—they don't—they don't even know that it's that I'm the same person that they were having a conversation, an in-depth conversation with two days ago. So that was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, that is—that's really funny that they kind of pulled the pulled the fast one there. Um so so speaking of that, there's the one scene where we're gonna skip around a little bit, but just because you kind of mentioned the 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 prosthetic there, but there's the one scene when you're in the coffee shop with with Jason, with George, and they never really show your face, right? He's just kind of looking at you. We have to imagine what it what it looks like. And we just see the back of you and you're and you're you know, telling about taking a trip to Hawaii and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm curious, did they did they even try and 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 do something so it looked not good? And it didn't, and you know, it didn't work out. So they said, "Let's just shoot her from the back." Or that was kind of the plan the whole time to kind of have George yeah. kind of looking.
1: Yeah, that was the plan the whole time. And I think that the beauty of that scene was the expressions on their faces, like Julia Louise going, "Oh, it's," you know, <laughs> that that was all they needed. Instead of having to, you know, because they would have had to remove the other prosthetic nose, create a whole other one. It would have been very time consuming. Um, you know, these these makeup jobs like this. And when I did like Steinfeld, I mean, um, Star Trek with a big forehead and I did alienation with a big bald, you know, these things take a long time. So I think it just wouldn't be cost effective to have um, had the extra nose. And I just think that their reactions were just so hilarious that that was the best part of it.
2: Yeah. And what's great is you got to kind of, you kind of had access to the big four, right? You had scenes with all four characters, which is really unique for a guest star. And we'll dig a little bit into that. But I guess what do you remember kind of just, this was season three, right? So Seinfeld was just about kind of taking off. It was still Wednesday nights. You know, you've done a lot of work. You did a little you know, Cosby show, um, Growing Paints, Night Court. Just tell us a little bit about like the vibe of the set and kind of, what you saw, you know, from Larry, Jerry, and how the show was run. And then obviously it catapulted into a, you know, an all time great, but would love to hear the perspective from those early years and kind of what you thought about the show.
1: I think that they were all extremely friendly. They acted like I'd been on the show with them for years. There was like no, cause sometimes that happens. You'll be a guest actor on a show and, and the lead actors are not always nice to the guest actors they just aren't um that's I mean most of the time they're really really lovely but this time they were so welcoming and so natural it was just like I, I was one of them they there was never any weirdness or anything there you know we would be on set and uh and Kramer would be like Hey, what about this bit? If I do this? And, 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 and then Jerry'd say, what do you think about that, Susan? It was just like, I was one of them. And I think that's probably how they were with most people. They just like, Hey, we're in this show. Now you're part of the show. We're going to just bring you in. And um, yeah. And it was, it's interesting to see the success of like Larry David as an actor, because he clearly was so funny, even as a producer, you know, he has that, he has that delivery of lines and the, you know, he's, he's very funny. And, and that's how he was even back then. He was a very talented person who I guess um, his day has come <laughs> in terms of being an actor, creator, producer, and having a very successful show, which is, is pretty wonderful. He's he, I mean he's just terrific. So even back then, him and Peter Melman, they were, the producers were lovely. Everybody, the director, um, Tom, I mean, they just treated you like you were one of the family, which was lovely.
0: Yeah, that's great to hear. We we we've, we've heard that on other times, so that's great to hear that you know you kind of had the same feeling um especially with Peter. Uh he wrote your episode. Um but um yeah, I mean I mean kind of take us through the 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 um the the week for you. I mean, I know um you know we we had um uh we've talked to some guest stars who you know they're just there for kind of their scene, but your your character actually was was really the focal point of the episode. I mean, you were in you know, four, five, six scenes with, with the, like, like Chris mentioned, the entire uh, cast, you know, the major four. So you were definitely a focal point. So, I mean, you know, the way you mentioned them kind of welcoming you in makes sense because, I mean, you were a major part of the show. But um, what did it, what did it feel like um, from like table read to rehearsal to actually, like you mentioned, dress rehearsal, then shooting? Was there a lot of, um changes being made, a lot of um directions being given, or it was kind of just a well oiled kind of machine, and you kind of just went through and and everything kind of stayed the same
1: i mean it 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 really felt like it was a well oiled machine at that point you know when you do the table read and it's exciting i mean it's always exciting a table read when you're a guest star because it's you're just like sitting across from Jerry Seinfeld or you know some other very famous actor who's just terrific and it's such a thrill, but it's also terrifying because, you know, that table read, if you don't get the the laughs, the next day you come to rehearsal and all of a sudden your lines are gone, uh, you know, um, and, you know, I was a, I I was a setup guy, mostly um, the straight man to, to serve those brilliant actors. Um, But there's a lot of nervousness, at least for me at the table read, because you just want to do a good job (laughs) and come back the next day.
2: Yeah. So you were, so it's, it's it's interesting how you kind of auditioned for Elaine back in the day and then came back, but there was still that kind of nervousness, um, on set. That's just be, is that just your kind of natural instinct? I I
1: think it just comes, I think it's probably just me in terms of, you know, wanting to do a good job and, uh, And it's, 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 you know, live, it's like theater um, and the pace is fast and everybody's so super funny. You're just like, ah, I want to do a great job. (laughs) So,
2: yeah. I mean, and you, you did a great job. And for those listening on audio, Susan has not aged in 31 years. I don't know what, I don't know what you're eating, but you look great, Susan.
1: Zoom has this thing where you can say, improve my appearance. And so. Uh.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, we love that. We love that opening scene where you're kind of sitting there eating the pizza. And, you know, I love that the whole dynamic because it's rare that all four of them are together with another guest star. Um, and obviously you were Lane's friend and staying or you were staying with her, I guess, because Tina. Uh, Siobhan, uh, Fallon, who've had on, uh, guest star was out of town. So that was, that was kind of interesting, but just, yeah, tell us a little bit like what that was like. I mean, Kramer was doing his thing and obviously the line, right. We know the line was one of it's probably one of the most, if not one of the top five most famous lines, I guess, delivered, um, on Seinfeld, but, um, it's just like keeping a straight face. Right. And yeah, your,
0: your reaction's reaction. great. Your reaction's great.
2: And back then, you know a lot of people were kind of giggling, Jerry's not the best act, you know It was kind of working on his acting, and he would always laugh and things like that. But I'm just from your perspective, like what was that like? I mean, having all those reactions like you said, and just being a part of a part of that ensemble, which again really rare uh for a guest star and when and secondly, what kind of pizza was that? It looked a little thick
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know if it was a good New York pie. I don't think so. I, I can't remember. I can't remember what kind of pizza it was. But, um, it, you know, it was just a lot of fun. They're, they, they made the whole job just a lot of fun. They are so bright and quick and witty and funny, all of them, the writers and all the actors that, you know, you just feel like you have to be at the top of your game because – they just, you know, coming up with these one-liners and they're just um, outdoing each other and then wanting input, you know, asking what I thought. Um, that felt really nice to, to have that kind of mutual collaboration and respect. and But it really was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it looks to me. I mean, to me, the scene that really sticks out is when George is convinced Jason Alexander. You know, George is convincing you kind of to get to get the nose job, and you're on the couch with him, and you seem so relaxed. You're you're smiling. You just you, you really played the 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 part so well. I just, I just you just seem so like relaxed and girlfriend like. Like wholesomeness. I don't know, there's something about the scene where you could just tell that you and Jason must have had a connection in that respect and that he must have been so welcoming to you. Um, you know, we've heard stories of him offset, like helping people out with different things and just really being generous. Um, you know, we've heard great stories about the craft services on the Seinfeld set, just kind of off the set when things aren't being shot you know was there anything there like stories that you can remember of just kind of interacting with with Jason or any of the other staff or or a crew where you're kind of backstage or or advice given or things like that I don't know if there's anything that kind of sticks I know it's 30 years ago but
1: I mean I just remember it being such a, a great experience and and just excited to go to set every day excited to get to work and um seeing what, what they might come up with, you know, because they're so talented. It it was really um, thrilling to just be in this environment with these extremely talented people. And, um, you know, I think, I think that most of the time we were working, there wasn't like a lot of downtime. It's not like on a set where you're doing like an hour long show where you have to, you, 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 rehearse and then everybody goes and takes a break and then they light and then you know it's it was just run so well that you you were mostly working and um and everybody was just really friendly i i can't remember the only thing was when people didn't recognize me but that was kind of funny to me
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is funny uh yeah go ahead
2: yeah i mean it was such a special episode i mean the the three guest stars kind of all stood out in their own special way um did you have and the landlord you know babs yeah. kramer that guy um and we've had yeah and we've had tony katana on may she rest in peace but i'm curious if, yeah i'm curious if you had any interaction with her i mean she kind of said similar things she just Everyone was so sweet and nice on the set and so welcoming. Um, We'd love to have, see if you had any interactions with some of the other, the guest stars like Tawny and, uh, and Roy, the landlord.
1: Yeah. I mean, she was just really, you know, sweet and so beautiful, but not really aware. I mean, it's just like not even, she just was natural, a natural person that it's like, she didn't even know how beautiful she was, you know, and I'm playing this, big nosed girl. And there she is, the sexy thing. And, but she was really sweet and lovely. And Roy Brocksmith was actually a very close friend of mine. He cast me in my my first professional job as an actor to be in Viola in Twelfth Night at the Alaska Repertory Theater. And so he and I were wow. friends ever since that. I'd go over to his house and play poker um, with Doe Avedon, who was the widow of Richard Avedon, the famous photographer and all these other, it. he was such a character and, you know, he, he did a lot of great, uh, movies and things, but he had a wonderful experience on the show as well. We were just both so thrilled to be on the show. And then we were so excited that we both were on the same show, even though we didn't have anything to, uh, yeah,
0: that is so cool that you, you were friends with him and you both got on the show at the same time.
1: Yes. Yeah, wow. Really exciting for both of us. And, uh, and, and, you know, he, you know he, he, he would say things like, God, wouldn't you just love it if we could just be on a show like this every week? And, you know, um, I think that's I think you feel a little sad when it's over because you're like part of this, this the cool kids. And then they go on and then you're you know, time for you to leave. So it's a little it's a little disappointing because you just feel like you're really part of the whole thing.
0: Yeah, but that's the beauty of Seinfeld as you are a part of the whole thing even though you you know you that's what you know that's why we're talking. To you I mean that's it lives the show has lived on. So I mean you might not have known that was going to happen when it aired, you know, back in in whatever it was 93 or so, but um it really has moved on. I mean that's what's the beauty of the show is all of the guest stars um, you know, shine and and, and uh, the fact that that you know we're still talking to you is the reason for that. I mean, even uh, if you 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 and Tawny were the focal points of the entire episode, it wasn't even the, you know, I mean Kramer had the small part with the jacket, but it was really, you know, speaking of that at the end with the with the reg a lounge. we've always uh, we were kind of just talking about that right before you came on is uh, you know Kramer just kind of swoops right in there. Not even, uh, you know, no loyalty to George whatsoever. Just uh, were you guys going as, as just friends? How did you kind of see that scene playing out? Or were you guys an item at that point?
1: I think I saw it as if we were an item. Yeah. It was just kind of like, too bad for you, George. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, the, could, could have been.
1: It was like so blunt, but, uh, you know, he was honest and, uh, you know, saying... Oh, she'd be great. If she just had whatever. The, I, I know I'm not saying I'm paraphrasing the line, but she just needs a, a nose job. I mean, there was something about his directness that I guess she found refreshing. And you know, George didn't really like her very much after the second nose, the first nose job. He, you know, so yeah, I, th- yeah, I, I thought that you know they were dating, but probably it wasn't going to last too long just because of how
0: yeah, Creamer doesn't like to be tied down.
2: It's, uh, it's so interesting. Yeah. After the, the, uh, reveal, like you went back to George after he passed out the whole thing, embarrassing, you know, offered to go to Hawaii with him, you know, you know, just such a good girlfriend, such a good person. And that just kind of kind of set the stage for, for George moving forward and kind of where his priorities are. And obviously it's, it's all about him, but,
1: um, I think it's in the top hundred episodes of the show. Um, yeah, it's in our top
0: 100. We just yeah, it's in uh, yeah for sure. Um,
1: the Seinfeld fans love it, like, and when they realize that it, it's when they really they're like, oh wait, you were on Seinfeld? Which which show were you on? I said, oh, I was on the I was in the, the Nose Job. Are they like, oh, oh my, oh my God, that was you? That was you? And they get so excited, and it's it's just really sweet because they they just really you know, like the character and likes that episode.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you just mentioned that. Do you like you auditioned for Elaine, right? And then a few years passed. Now you're on the show in season three. Um Were you then sort of a fan of the show later on? Like, were you watching it? Like, do you have favorite, like, episodes or favorite, like, of your own that you're like, I am actually a fan of the show and I, I, you know, I I do watch it still or I do, or I I have watched it enough.
1: I definitely was a fan of the show and then I've always been a fan of the show. I mean, to me, it's just a great go-to. You want to laugh. You just want to see these people and how they just, how they're noticing life and commenting on life. And, you know, it's a great, it's a, it's a go-to show to To have a good time and and it's like and it's because I was on the show in a way it's like oh I'm seeing my old friends and <laughs> it sounds kind of silly but um, it's true it, it's it's like a memory it's like ah that's there they are the old gang and it's just it's so it's just so delightful that show and funny and the crazy crazy things they go through like the parking garage scene the scenes and all you know. Um, There's just so many of them that I love. Now you're making me think I want to go and start from the beginning and watch them again.
2: (laughs) Yeah. What's special about your show is it's, it's so early on, but I, I think it does such a good job of character development of the four, right? Like Elaine, you know, like yelling at George, George becoming George, Jerry, you know, with all these beautiful women and, you know, Kramer saying those blunt things, like you said, and then kind of winning out in the end. Like, it just, your episode really kind of set the stage for the whole series, for that matter. I mean, that's what Peter Melman did a great job of, um, clearly. But, um, yeah, but Charlie trying to think, was there anything, because there was so much packed in that episode. Like, I, I have to assume a lot kind of got cut. Like, were there any scenes you remember that you think, could have made the cut that you recall or extra scenes that you, that you were in. And it was only 31 years ago. I know, but
1: yeah. no, I can't, you know, it, it seems to me that the, the script stayed pretty much intact. And now I could be wrong. I wish I could find that copy of the script. I must have it somewhere. Um, but it seems to me that it didn't change that drastically. I don't think it did. Have they said other Episodes
0: that the... we don't know, we we like to ask it because you never know, right? But it does most most guest stars say no, it, there was nothing cut, you know. Every once in a while, we'll get we'll get a story out of it, but um, depending on the on the script, but um, you know, typically it sounds like yeah, they, they stick to the script. I think later on, it was more things got cut because later on, they were doing so many more takes and different, you know, these quick little shots of different places and things got kind of uh cartoonish, if you will, towards the end in seasons eight and nine. But, you know, your season three, you're uh, only from two to five. It's it's pretty well packed. And Melman wrote it. Usually his scripts are tight. And so, yeah, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. We like to ask, though, because you never, yeah. you know, sometimes stories come out.
2: Yeah. I think um Jan Cortez, Hunky Tone, who had a, a similar, you know, thing on his face, I think he did a couple extra scenes with Elaine. Um, That's that's the only reason it's coming to mind uh, is like you doing some extra scenes potentially with, with Georgia Kramer. But um, yeah, I mean, just such an iconic episode. What else? I mean, I guess, how does it compare? I I like, we always like to compare because you've been on so many, so many other shows outside of kind of, I think the humility you mentioned of, of the kind of core four, if you will. what else was different and how, how did this show prepare you? Because you were still really young in your career. How did kind of the learnings you gathered from this show kind of prepare you for everything you did in the future, if at all?
1: I think that, um, look, when you're working with that level of talent, when across the board, the actors and the writers and the producers, it you have to step up your game and you're, you're kind of observing what everybody's doing. You're watching. I'm watching. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like Julie Louise Dreyfus. I mean, she is just brilliant. And then of course, you know, she went on to do her other shows and then Veep, which was (laughs) great. Um, I was just like taking it all in. I was just taking it all in watching, you know, Larry, I mean, um, Jerry, was so funny because he would, you know, sometimes break and, and laugh, and you know, it, it, and, and it was just, but it worked. It worked. It's kind of like when they on Saturday Night Live when someone starts, like Jimmy Fallon, when they start laughing, it you, you kind of love those moments as an audience as well. So I think that um, I just learned a lot about what to do, what not to do, um, and I, it, you know, to be generous and kind if I, if I'm in that position where. I'm the star of a show. I would be, I would be generous and kind, and uh, like they all were, and very funny and sarcastic. that's you know, I would. <laughs> I might. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, Susan, you're you're a Midwest, right? You're from the from the Midwest originally, and yeah. then um, I know you did a lot of theater work. What? What? How did that? We kind of like to hear the background. Where did? How did that? You know, how, how did that whole start for you? How did the career in acting? Where, where did that come from? Especially, you know, growing up in the Midwest, like. Well, said, touch on that
1: um, liberal arts college called Otterbein College, and I only applied to two schools. One of them was um, Denison and Otterbein. Now, had I gotten into Denison, I would have been in class with Steve Carell.
2: Uh, I was just gonna say he's the guy I know from Denison. Yeah,
1: yeah, that would—I mean—but I I only got into Otterbein um, because my SAT scores were not great. Um, but um, in my in my theater and theater the theater program at Otterbein had an, an internship program where they would send actors to you know you'd go to a first a semester to go go to like the Actors Theater of Louisville or things like that. My my senior year they started having internships in New York City, and um, I was one of the two first guinea pigs to go to New York City to work with the casting office, and that working at that casting office, which was Pat McCorkle casting changed my entire life because I, I just was the kind of person where they, you know, I got to the office and I'd worked in my dad's office at his uh, uh, coffee company as a, as a kid. And so I came in, I said, Oh, well, we need to do this. And I just started like, I just did the work and, and, and they were just like, Wow, you you know you're going you don't have to do all that stuff but I thought no I have to do the best job. My dad said whatever job you have you do the best job you can. So what happened was I became a reader for auditions. So I would get to read with the actors auditioning and we're talking like a young Bill Pullman who I had a huge wow. he was the sweetest guy and 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 I'm getting to like read scenes. So I'm watching all these wonderful new york actors in a lot of them began, went on to become um you know film stars like he did and he was so shy and sweet and i remember him saying to me i'm in a play you know and you, would you like to come and here it is and i was like oh yeah of course and i of course you know was from ohio and a little bit sheltered and i go to his play which was Curse the starving class and i'm in the front row and he's naked and he's like 3 feet in front of me and i'm just like, oh. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh, ah, he's oh, he's naked. <laughs> I was, you know, I was just a really, I guess I hadn't seen a lot, <laughs> but um, so being a reader, then uh, Roy Brocksmith was casting this play, and I was the reader for. So what happened was once I graduated from college, Pat McCorkle, thank you so much, Pat McCorkle, said, uh, you know what? Whenever you decide to move to New York. Come and we want you to work and you can be a, you know, be a reader again. I was like, oh my God, this is fantastic. So I, I mean, I made a good impression. Luckily I worked really hard. So when I got back, um, Roy Brocksmith was directing Twelfth Night at the Alaska Repertory Theater and I was the reader. And now I had done Twelfth Night in college, so I knew the play very well. And I'm seeing these actors come in, act- and the actresses, is, you know, going for the lead part, Violet, and I was just getting kind of frustrated because I felt like they weren't really having, you know, the passion. And so we had a lunch break, and I, I turned to Roy and I said, could I audition for the play? Would you mind? And he's like, oh, well, Well, yes, I guess he was was basically like, okay, little reader. Yes, of course you can. Um, And so I said, great, because I really would like to read for the part of Viola. And so um, somebody else came in to to read with me, and he just – he's like, that's it. We got to cast her. And I remember Pat saying, well, she doesn't have her equity card. And he's like, I don't care we're going to taff Hartley here. We're going to get her. We're going to, you know, I want to cast her. And so he and Pat McCorkle were responsible for my, the beginning of my whole career. And so from that, I just went on to other things. And then I, you know, I had an agent, Pat House of the Actors Group Agency. And I, you know, I just kept getting work. And, um, but it was because of Roy and Pat McCorkle. <laughs> so it's funny then that Roy and I were in Seinfeld together
0: Yeah, that's incredible that you ended up in Seinfeld together all those years later. Uh, Wow, what a story!
2: And his that voice looks a lot like you, Professor. Like I can't like was that that was his real voice that you like that he always
1: had? He had a he had an amazing speaking voice, and also he had a beautiful singing voice. He did Three Penny Opera, I believe, on Broadway, Um, and he just he just was bigger than life. He was, we would play cards and he was, he would kind of hold court, and he'd be smoking and talking and telling stories about this actor or that actor, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall. And um, he also did Arachnophobia and he did Twins with Danny DeVito. And, you know, so he, he, he he was just a a gem of a person. Um,
2: Arachnophobia, Arachnophobia, I remember seeing that in a theater, by the way. Um, Yeah, I was with you. You've been in. You've been in a lot of you know, like Seinfeld. Um, obviously Star Trek. Um, we're, we always ask kind of these cultish shows like where you most recognize from. And I know you've done. A, you've you've kind of partnered with. You know some some of the women we've had the women of Seinfeld. I know you guys did a little show out in L.A. Would love to hear about that and just kind of like the connection whether it's with you know people that you were on the show with who have who've. Have passed on, but kind of just speak with some of the other women from Seinfeld and kind of how that relationship um, kind of sparked and and kind of tell us a little bit about that about that experience of the women of Seinfeld.
1: Well, it is funny because um, you know when you're in the olden days, we used to go to auditions live. Now everything is on. You take yourself and send in your take, You're not having to go to the office. So you're also not having to schlep and drive and, and everybody. It's, it's, a, it's just a win-win for everyone now because trying to get, like, the producer and everybody in the same room, it just took a lot more time. Um, but in the olden days when we would have to go to auditions, there you'd be sitting and, you know, there'd be Sandra Bullock auditioning for something. Or um, Mariska Hargitay and I, we were in an acting class together. Um, with one of, when Roy's dearest friend, Jose Quintero, who was this famous Broadway director and Mariska, you know, I'd see her at auditions and she was this person, you know, she's now on, uh, S- special victims SVU. She's been on it for years. She's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic, but she would come in and she would, she'd just light up the room. She'd be talking to everybody. She had so much confidence I'd always think, gosh, she has so much confidence. But so it's the same with the ladies of Seinfeld. You'd run into people at auditions and you'd recognize them, um, you know, from having seen them on, on Seinfeld. And and sometimes there'd be a, oh, you were, yeah, and you were, yeah. So when we just did this, uh, this convention, I think it was in last August or September, I was with all these ladies that i didn't know but we were sitting there all day signing autographs and it was really fun it's a it's like being in this special club of you know it's like oh yeah I dated George oh yeah me you know as characters you know um it was uh, it, it was a really really cool thing and so we had people coming i had people also from star trek and quantum leap um wanting autographs as well and some of the other ladies had done other shows um but it, it yeah, it's just kind of being in this cool club. <laughs> so For that's sure. how it
2: felt. It's a really cool club, and I I think uh, we could we could double check this. You I think you're the only girl who dated both George and Kramer uh, oh. in an episode. Maybe it's a pretty good honor.
1: Yeah, I would Tony's thinking that. about
0: it. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> there's definitely a Jerry Kramer overlap at one point, but I don't think there's ever been a George Kramer. I think I think you're the only one. The only George Kramer overlap.
1: Well, then that's a, that's a good club to be in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Part of Seinfeld history. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Susan, this was, this was great. I mean, uh, we can't thank you enough. Obviously your role will forever be remembered. I mean, it was called the nose job or out loud. And I mean, your, your grace and just, you know, kind of a just the way you, you took, took the role and, and worked with it and, uh, we we can't thank you enough, and we're just we're so excited to have you on the program. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Oh, you're so welcome, thank, thank you, me.
0: Susan. This was so much fun
1: this is, it was really nice to meet you and i'm and I'm gonna you know start w- listening to the podcast and telling people about it thank All right. You. <laughs> yeah I think it's
0: thank great. you thank you, thank you thank so you much. much and too. uh and good luck with everything in the future
1: Thank you so much very nice to meet you guys yeah, have a great night.
2: Thank you.